Well, week, what are we at, James? Week five? Five. Five, week five. Congratulations. Welcome, everybody, to The Market, powered by FinPay and FinPayFX. As always, I'm your host, Ian Park. Today, I've got James Pan with me, as always. Thank you. And we've got a special guest. Sam McLeod, hello. Hello, how, are you, how are you, mate? Welcome. Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You know, it's a cracking Thursday here in uh, beautiful Brisbane. You know, looking out at the city. You know, I think um, everything's. The street was a slowly getting back to normal. Yeah, it's yeah. good. You know, it's really good. But look, let's uh, let's give you a little bit of a background, mate. We'll give you. You know, you wrote this amazing bio. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam McLeod is an Australian-born entrepreneur who specialises in property development and the real estate industry for over 10 years. Uh, he's been known for partnering in, uh, in, with some of the biggest in the industry and selling over $400 million, $400 million in real estate in one year. Holy wow. hell. That's all right. And work, yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, I've got an applause. You've Where got it. it? Yeah. I've got it. There you go. Yeah, winning. Uh, but no, look, um, so, you know, he's been mentored by some of the world's biggest entrepreneurs, CEOs, and, you know, and is regarded as one of the number one salespeople in the world by Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. I've known, oh, yeah, I've met Jordan. He's a, <laughs> an interesting character as well as Grant Cardone. That's if you're not familiar with either of those guys, I highly suggest you go and jump on their podcast and have a listen to their content because, wow, oh, yeah. packed full of goodness. Um, so, yeah, Sam specializes in real estate and teaches people how to negotiate. We'll get into that a little bit further because I think that's a I've, I've looked at some of your content. It's brilliant, um, but you know let's let's have a look at the market and what's going on this week, James. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about these federal government grants. This is pretty exciting. Yeah, big news overnight. Um, I, I was doing a little bit of reading on it this morning. There's still you know a couple of things to come out as there, there always are, but uh, broadly it's probably more targeted at not only new builds and and I guess further extending. Uh, you know, support to 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 get the um, you know builder sort of economy mm. as 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 a as a whole stimulated, but also um, I guess the biggest change is that it extends to renovations. So yeah. ordinarily, you don't see that sort of support from the government. You know, there's been a lot of new build support, and 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 certainly I think it'll probably continue to go that way. It looks like they're still very much trying to to push that, but but you know, with the addition of of renovations. Um, I think the uh, contract price has to be between 150 and 750 and you're not allowed to do anything outside of the core dwelling though. So we'll see we'll see how much, you know, the grants are taken up. Um, so you can't put grandma's nana flat on the back and no, you know, have a, you or, know, but no. hey, more importantly you can't put a pool, you can't put a carport, all those sorts of things. So mm-hmm. I've been reading and I've been looking and and a couple of I I was chatting to to two developers this morning and they were saying um you know, broadly, it's still a lot of people calling through saying, oh, is this just going to help me maybe bring my build cost down? Something like that, mm. um, which is probably the likely scenario. Uh, and and as well as that, probably just people that are sitting there saying, oh, I've been eyeing off a block. Maybe I couldn't make it work before. Yeah, um, you know, 20, 20 to 35 grand um, extra, uh, 25 being the grant. But of course, if, if it's within a particular amount, you get the transfer duty, uh, you know, rebate as well. Um, you know, that can make a, a purchase stack up now. Um, so, so that's really good because people are going to get into the market. But um, yeah, big change, big change. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. And I guess that's a perfect kind of segue, Sam, for you to kind of mm. get a better understanding of what, what you've been seeing, you know, pre-COVID, during COVID, and now I guess well, we're going to say post-COVID. We'll say post-COVID. Yeah. Life. What What do you, you know, you're you're in a unique space and, you know, you were travelling all over the country, you know, doing seminars and speaking with groups and, you know, you've got that massive international network that you tap into to bring mm. to bring these deals over the line. How's that looking now? What, are, what, are, what, what, what were we experiencing before, during and post-COVID life? I guess post, you know, we were in Brisbane specifically gearing up for one of the biggest years, I guess, the city's ever seen. Mm. Um, you know, you've got 
all this infrastructure that's coming into Brisbane, you've got circa 25 plus billion being put mm. into Brisbane and effectively Queen's Wharf, which is the biggest mm. DA in Queensland history, mm. coming in and you've got the airport upgrade, cross river rail, all these other things that are being done. Which Heavy were, infrastructure. Yeah, heavy infrastructure. And that was shaping the landscape for us to move into 2020 as, I guess, one of the biggest years we were gearing up for because Brisbane historically has been waiting for quote-unquote the boom mm. to happen <laughs> and you know this is what effectively was what we were saying was going to push a button for us mm. and all all our ducks were lined up in a row for that to happen mm. um, and then you know we had you know the, the company that I work with they've got you know close to three billion under under planned management over the next four to five years mm. and for us one of our biggest projects in Kangaroo Point for instance which we were going to launch I've, um, I've seen that. What, yeah. a, what a building. Yeah, wow. it is. It is. Huh. The Sky Bridge is amazing. Phenomenal. Amazing. And we're very, very excited for that project to come to market. And, you know, for that, like we were going to launch that project onto the marketplace, um, you know, June, July. Mm. And now that this COVID's happening with all the groups, effectively what it's done is everyone that was in the marketplace ready to purchase is, is now not. That's, you know, mm. people in the retail sector, that's, that's people that, you know, all the general mums and dads that work in, say, you know, school care, wh whatever it is mm -hmm. in, in the general sectors, they're all affected by effectively not having their jobs or their income cut or whatever the case is. Sitting on JobKeeper, which isn't a, which isn't a, you know, a secure... Correct. Yeah. 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 funding sources yeah, and exactly things like that. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's, 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 it's basically soaked up, you know, I'd say a good 70% of the marketplace that were going to buy effectively aren't there now mm. but what it has done is is everyone that is looking to purchase at the moment is serious yeah so with us like the people we were dealing with beforehand would have been take i guess they could have taken anywhere from a month to two months to make a call or a decision that that's now cut in half yeah so the people that are interested which are few and far between are strike while the iron's hot, hot. exactly yeah. exactly strike while iron's hot so i guess for us it's 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 taken our business, I guess, the B2B business model that we deal with and, and as a developer, you do heavily rely upon that um, mm. to, to hit your targets and sales and pre-sales and all that sort of stuff into the project itself. That has greatly affected it. So mm. a project like the one we had at Kangaroo Point, which was massive, we're talking 550 circuit units, wow. having to push that back, um, it has put a huge, I guess, um, thorn in the back in terms of it's changed all our plans. Now we're having to prolong things put in measures in place to make sure that it's not going to affect certain things for the business and mm. so on and so forth. But for the market as, as, as a whole, effectively, if I could put, I guess, um, a date on it, I would say it's not going to come back probably until late next year. Yeah, right. Early 2022. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. There that, you that's, go. That's what I would say. So, you know, that, that's probably a good segue to, to chat about your other your other kind of side hustle. And I love guys with a side hustle because, it, you know, <laughs> it, it, no, well, it shows versatility. Like, yeah. I've been following your content across your pages for a, for a long time now. Mm. And, you know, I'd love, because obviously there's people in here that you know, would be venturing into the sales space or, you know, they're looking for work and they're looking for that competitive edge. And I honestly think that you, within the content that you create, are able to give that. Mm. So walk us through walk us through your, your kind of sales motivation school, you know, content, everything you create, because it's <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, so for me, essentially, I started working with, um, I guess another development company early on when I was in my early 20s and I was looking for a way to, I guess, push myself to the next level mm. and 
it goes without saying that two things that I live by is you are who you spend the most time with. Mm. And Oh God, James, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you are who you spend the most time with and it, it comes down to who's mentored you, where, where, who, who's taught you what you believe and who's taught you what you know. Mm. And that ultimately will affect which direction you go in life. Of course. Like if, if I look out at the sky right now and tell you that the sky is blue and you say, well, no, it's, 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 it's black. Yeah. Then, you know, obviously... It's the Thanks, Negative Nelly. Thanks for coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> uh, look, I for me personally, it came down to who's going to, I guess, change my mindset and who's going to help me grow the most as a person. And Grant Cardone, for instance, he was the biggest leverage point for me in terms of mindset. Mm. Um, like so, for those that don't know, Grant Cardone, the 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 man of ten X, mm. you know, the ten X man, the ten X man, <laughs> Uncle G, they call Uncle, him, Uncle G, yeah, Uncle G. <laughs> You know, I think uh, him and his wife, what's her name, Elena? Elena Cardone. Yeah, Elena Cardone, Elena Cardone. You know, they are, if you don't follow them, I strongly advise you to get on it and have a look. Like mm. their their stuff is phenomenal mm. and their mm. school and their learning and their content is next level, mm. next mm. level brilliant. Mm. Look, he's regarded as one of the biggest CEOs in, in the world and, and holds, I guess, the biggest sales enterprise on the globe in terms of just sheer numbers of agents that they have working for them, the B2B, the B2C, mm. and just actual deals that he writes in real estate across the board. Like, you know, he's doing deals with, I guess, the Blackstones of the world. Yeah. He's going up against them and beating them on most deals that he's doing, which just goes to show that you don't need to be the biggest player on the board to, to make things happen. Yeah. But the biggest thing that, he, that he, I guess he taught me was the mindset around the outlook on money and the outlook on your own worth as a person and what you believe your worth. Yeah. And one thing he taught me, which one thing he took away instantly was as long as you work for someone, mm. you're going to be underpaid to a certain degree. Mm. Never truly going to get what you're worth. Mm. And I guess it depends on, I guess, how you're structured in your business. But for me, I looked at that as like, okay, well shit, I need to, you know, I need to reevaluate what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't mean that you can't have a business inside of a business and do well because yeah. you can. And that's what I'm doing right yeah. now. But effectively, it made me change my mindset around, well, the whole corporate ladder structure, mm. the whole nine to five structure, yeah. using your time to make money and not leveraging other people's time mm. is one of the biggest mistakes and one of the key mm. things you, you can learn and take away from someone like Grant. And he uses other people's time and other people's money. Mm. And that's the two biggest factors as to why he's, he's gotten where he's gotten. Yeah. And as he said to me, he goes, you know, people... Um, is what you need to leverage. And if you can leverage that, you'll, you'll make more money and more time. Exactly right. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting take on it, actually. Totally. When well, all the most successful corporate people that actually get up the ranks are usually ones that are doing other things anyway because yeah. the business looks at them and says, oh, we really need that person in here helping us to change the business. So, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's not surprising. And, and, and they've, a lot of them get to a point where it doesn't always have to be a moneymaker either. You know, some of them are doing not-for-profit activities or mm. giving back and, you know, if they're already, you know, let's say potentially personally wealthy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's always – I think it's a good a good point to hang on is like what are you worth and, and what are you giving back? You know, what's your skill set and how do you add value? Yeah. But, but also, yeah. like, and this is one thing that, you know, I always talk about and I'm very passionate about is – I think people need like the school system has such a huge responsibility to the up and coming mm. business people and entrepreneurs and just the general public in, yeah. coming up into the world. Like, you know, everyone gets told that to be successful, or at least it gets instilled in them that they have to be successful. Well, if they are going to be successful, they have to go through these certain pathways yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. And one of the biggest things they never teach you is, you know, 
how to deal with people, how to negotiate with people, and how to how to make money, how to hold money, mm. and and how to invest it. Oh, people suck. People suck at school. human interaction. They yeah. suck. And they suck at if it. You look at a world now with with you know these smartphones. Mm. Every, everyone's got their Uns, heads in it. Unsmartphones, I call them. <laughs> Dumb phones. <Yeah. laughs> everyone's got their, everyone's got their heads in them twenty four seven seven days a week. So human interaction, like the social fabric of society, yeah, yeah. is is. It completely changed to, to as we used to know as when we were kids. Mm. Yeah, it's completely different now. So that's why I t- it's why I always talk about you know um, how to talk to people, how to negotiate, how to how, what you should do with your money, how do you invest it, what's your general outlook on money, like what's your internal beliefs mm. on all of that. Yeah, because that ultimately is going to shape what you do in the future. Like if you think you know a penny is a hundred dollars versus a penny is just a penny. penny. You're, you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna have like I know some guys that have the first money that they ever made they've still got it yeah <laughs> because they just can't they cannot part ways with it yeah it's either invest it or for bigger and better things yeah exactly right um and, and your know, people and it's it's a fear mindset and that's you know and there is no shortage of money on this planet I can tell you that right now James you <laughs> would know that and you would know that yeah before. there is no shortage of money they're printing that stuff. Like it's going out of fashion. <laughs> it's going out of literally. That'll and be a topic later, actually. Yeah, so yeah, fun yeah. one. But and, yeah. um, and and it's just it's interesting. It's I think that people people's concept of money needs to change, and it does come down to I guess their upbringing, their, who's mentoring them to 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 believe all, or I guess these certain mindsets, and um, you know how how do you interact with people? And yeah. If you can't, if you struggle to interact with people, and you struggle to I guess sit down with someone and negotiate a deal for a business or even for a raise in a company mm. that you work for. That's going to affect you down the bottom line. Yeah. What is it? Rapport is built in the first three seconds of a conversation with someone. Correct. That's it. You got it's three. So you got three seconds. Yeah. Three seconds to win them over, or or keep them engaged. Correct. And that's it. Correct. Like that's a pretty daunting kind uh, of task. It's, it's come down to simple things I learned from Jordan, which is you know being enthusiastic as hell. Yeah. Bottled enthusiasm, as he calls it, mm. and be as sharp as a tack. Yeah. If you can do those two simple things, you're a step ahead of everybody else. Mm. Well, there's a great. I don't know if anyone watches the show Billions. Oh, I was watching that last oh, night. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Axelrod, he is a king negotiator. He, there is there is leverage created at every, and you know, I know it's a fictitious character, but it's a brilliant. The way they've written him as a as mm. a character is mm. phenomenal, and it's all about finding leverage within someone, knowing what they want before you potentially walk into it. And mm. you know, in this day and age, that can be quite easily obtained, and not many people do it. LinkedIn. If you don't, if you can honestly not see through the research, yeah, Yeah. do your research is my biggest thing. Like before I ever walk into a meeting, I am scouring the internet looking for, you know, something that, you know, whether it's a project they've been working on that's been launched and has done successfully, you know, give them a little bit of congratulations, give them a bit of kudos and it Mm. reels them in writing because they're like, oh, yep, he's done. He knows, he knows me better than, better than what I think. So I'm happy to engage with him. But yeah, look, Sam, I think if, if anyone out there is, you know, interested, I'll put Sam's, you know, profiles and various kind of um, channels on the on the podcast and certainly reach out to him because I know that he's open to having, you know, those introductory conversations with people to, to gain, to ascertain their interest. And, you know, you you pull them apart pretty quick. Mm. I know you quite well. You pull them <laughs> apart very, very quickly. But Jimbo, RBA rates, mate, mm. what is going on? There yeah, seems to well, be some interesting murmurs on the streets. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. We will move on to the boring stuff, I guess, but yeah, but it isn't so mundane. boring because it's been a really exciting week, um, I guess for for the rumor mill um, that that is that is the market um, that certainly that I've been I've been talking through at the moment. But uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting week. RBA, uh, I guess, came out with some pretty interesting uh, commentary. Governor Lowe was was sort of saying, um, you know, we're we're holding pretty firm on our ideas that we'll never go uh, into negative rate territory, and um, I think that spurred on 
uh, a fair bit of uh, optimism, let's mm. say, across the broader market. That's if, really good for I'm a couple of reasons. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical. If yeah. they went negative, what does that do for a consumer? Well, uh, negative rates are, are just bad. <laughs> they're, they're, it's, it's really Sam's shaking his it's head. beyond a Hail Mary to way. get the economy stimulated. The only other sort of countries that have done that are some of the European countries. And, and we're not seeing, yeah, uh, that's where I was coming to. The European countries have done it. It's not going very well. And then Japan's done it. They've been stuck in a loop for, you know, decades and, and really are – uh, a lost economy almost and and there there are ample academic uh research that have happened and 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 more that is still going on mm. japan's a really interesting case study if, if anyone's interested in in economics whatsoever you, you look into them and it's uh it'll shock you i mean from where they were as a powerhouse in the 80s uh it's pretty amazing to think that an economy could could really fall like that and there, there's a whole a whole host of talking points as to why and and and, and i'm sure there'll be many to to come but yeah, I think it's interesting that 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 our little island, um, you know, which which is always punching above its weight, is is playing in an arena to say, well, we're never going to go there. We'll we'll take other measures before we we do anything like that. Uh, and as a result, people, I guess, get a little bit of confidence from that, and they say, all right, well, we know funding costs are low. We know that they're not going to go negative, and it's not going to adversely affect maybe some of the other, uh, you know, sort of cash based uh, things that they might be trying mm. to do. Uh, so, so I guess it, it, it does really signal to people this is a good time to borrow money if you need it, and, and go and a buy really a property good time. from Sam. Yeah, buy a property from Sam. <laughs> but, but really, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's and that, but that's what they're trying to do. And and there's 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 going to be a lot of conjecture and uh, and certainly you know things thrown out in, in on social media and whatnot. But but ultimately, it all comes back to the same thing, and that is that they know what what gets the economy humming and. And, and that is, you know, population growth, property growth, things like that. Uh, that drives huge, huge amounts of, of, of change uh, to, to what we feel as an economy. And mm. I think what's really interesting off the back of not only that is, you know, we, we had that announcement, uh, you know, simply because it fell on, on the Tuesday. But uh, internally, our chief economist gave a, a couple of updates and it was really interesting because he, he sort of said, oh, uh, I'll, I'll be talking about COVID a fair bit today for the purposes of an update, but by the same token, uh, you know, don't ask me too many questions because we just don't know. Yeah. And, and so it was interesting to see that the RBA didn't come out and, and turn it into a COVID sort of mm. month. They they came out and said, yep, it's a it's a risk we're, we're, we're understanding of, it's a risk that's present, but we're not going to let it dominate our policy. We're not going to let it dominate everything that we do mm. and i think that was pretty powerful so um you know business as a whole should take that and say okay well australia is a really good place to invest and that's what they want you know they want to build that and and certainly all the companies that are that are still humming along uh, are trying to do that as well they're trying to show we're strong uh we've got good good strategy and 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 there is demand and and come and come and spend your money with us you know yeah um that's that's what they want ultimately so all right spending money that's an interesting one and yeah, you said something about being strong. Yeah, greenback baby. Yeah, seventy cents. Holy hell! What yeah, is yeah. what is going on? Like that? No, it's not. It's like four weeks ago, we were fifty eight cents. Now we're, you know. Yeah, and, and look, the 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 forecast, like currency forecasts that are coming out of people that I'm talking to, everyone's sort of indicating it'll get up toward the mid seventies by sort of end of year next year, and and so it, it, there's only forecasts for growth at the moment from a lot of the mm. a lot of the, uh, I guess, well regarded forecasters. I think there's probably still a fair bit uh, of data to come out that they want to see 
um, with some of the unemployment data, things like that. They just we just haven't got enough of it yet. Mm. But um, you know, for it to be performing that way with information that we had to hand, notwithstanding riots in pretty much every major city in that country. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we know the US is a global currency. Let's not get that twisted. But um, I mean, if you if you know, the first place to look is what's happening in the US and it's bonkers over there. So And we're still ra- and we're still rallying. This like, it's still rallying. Yeah. So there's been there's been a lot of old, old George. Yeah, George Floyd. He's George Floyd. He's really um spurred some spurred some uh some debate and yeah. I think you know, if the memes that I'm seeing are anything to go by, then uh, I think even the even some of the the, the largest and most well regarded market participants are sort of, you know, shrugging their sh- shrugging their shoulders and saying, oh, "I got no clue what's happening here, but I'm just I'm just in here for the volatility, and we'll see what happens." That's so. a, that and that's probably you know that's probably the best segue from it is you mm. know there. There's still powder out there. There's still there's it's still oh there's plenty. The machine yeah, yeah. is still going. And and again, Australia is you know before it would have been well tourism industry and 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 what's the knock on effect from COVID for for exports and imports and whatnot. Um, but ultimately, uh, it's certainly what I've been seeing, and and I can't speak to um, things that that I haven't got information on. But but there's a fair bit of US money that's coming in. I've seen mm. a couple of large purchases and. Um, in fact, a couple of sort of you know more broad M and A transactions that uh, the money's coming over and they're parking it long term. They've yeah. got you know um, five year plus strategies um, in place for some of the businesses they've bought, uh, and and I think that that's that's a real vote of confidence to their commitment to see Australia grow. Mm. So, well, a lot yeah. of VCs that I speak to, you know, they're still mm. the portfolio was was under threat during yeah. COVID, you know, and they they'd put you know strategic mm. systems in place to to manage that. Now they're now it's kind of okay, cool. We've kind of we're kind of coming out the other side, yeah. And you know they're ready, they're ready to launch back. You know how that's going to look. I think is going to be very interesting with you know this whole no travel. You know you can't do that, but a lot of them are still actively assessing businesses that they were pre-COVID looking to invest in. You know they're either doubling down, taking a bigger stake, or or putting less money in. So you know it's this interesting kind of thing. And I guess from a lot of startup businesses that are trying to raise capital, don't. Don't kind of turn your back on it. Don't mm. kind of go, oh, it's too hard now. No, not at all. Mm. Not yeah. at all. If anything, put the pedal down and go. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, you know, particular sectors, you're starting to see user bases grow exponentially. Yeah. Exponentially. And probably there, there, there will be funding sources unlocked because of COVID that probably weren't there before. Mm. And 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 that's a, that's a great thing if you're looking to raise money because sometimes, you know, it, it can come down to the person um, and or entity and or group, if you will, that's providing the funding as mm. much as the funding itself. Yeah. Because it's all about, you know, working t- teams and people are what make businesses. So sometimes the wrong funder can be a bit of a, um, a the wrong thing almost. A bit yeah. of a nightmare. A bit of a nightmare. We've, yeah. all, we've all heard those Didn't horror say, stories. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll say the word nightmare. We'll say the word. Okay. Yeah. Some, <laughs> you hear, you hear, some, some real horror stories. And, and so I think it's good that you, you ha- haven't seen much of that yet. That's good. There are deals that people are trying to, you know, hold people over a barrel with or, or anything like that. But yeah, well, I know they tried to slow down the, the Chinese investment. Yeah, big in the time. country with the verb application processes mm-hmm. lengthening out quite substantially. Yeah, and I think that's going to be around for a while. Oh yeah, and yeah. it even it's affected us to some degree as well. Like you know, transactions that were taking place from, you know, let's call it the best of thirty days, and now taking ninety to one hundred and twenty. Wow. On average, just just for a simple apartment purchase. Yeah, right. I was going to say, what is 
What does that greenback hitting 70 for you guys kind of do? Not, well, well, I guess most of the money that comes out of China is US dollars, yeah, I presume. Yeah in, so, yeah, in some way it is. And I think for us, like at the moment, I mean, I haven't seen what the Chinese dollar is sitting at this week, but, mm. you know, when COVID hit, the Chinese dollar, like the value investing into our country grew about, it was about 20%. They were getting more on that, that well, each dollar, about yeah. 20% extra on every well, dollar. Their buck. Yeah. So that, that fueled, I guess, uh, interest rate of the country. Like, I mean, you look at, Queen's War, for instance, mm. they have sold out on their first release. Like yeah. you're talking mm. 500 plus transactions that took place in a short amount of months. Like that's incredible. There hasn't been a project launch in Queensland like that for probably six or seven years. Yeah, yeah right. probably more. I think it's the last one. Was Brisbane one? Brisbane one would be the last one. That's right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah, how long that go is, which just shows you like that the power of the dollar has over our sector. But I think. Ultimately, they need to reopen the borders into the states. They need mm. to get back the retail sector for people to get their jobs back, get everyone back into yeah. the normality of life. Mm. And once that starts happening, people will start to, I guess, not the people that were directly affected and had to close the doors, but the general people that have still, like I said, livelihood still intact. Mm. They'll just go on as, as life as we know it. Yeah. It won't be, you know, I'll COVID this, COVID that. It'll just be a thing of the past. Mm. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, and that you know what someone someone actually interesting said that to me the other day. You know, it, life will return to normal, and everyone will go. You know, third, well, third quarter of twenty twenty, people will be like, oh, COVID, yeah, and whatever. This there'll be to. a few sporadic cases. You know, it has to. It has to. You can't. We well, can't stay in this. I've whole heard pattern. it's actually created good habits. The the influenza cases have fallen off a cliff. Yeah, everyone's really conscious of yeah. washing their hands and getting and, the flu and we're shot. not talking through lockdown period. We're talking like the last, you know, few weeks where people have been out again and mm. and that's that's phenomenal. Uh, in a time where there's usually thousands upon thousands of cases, there there I think there've only been a few hundred something like that. Yeah. Um and you know, if you're tracking it some something to 10 to 15 times less and all it is is people being more conscientious of washing their hands or not sneezing on one another. So yeah. how good is social that? distancing? Well, I've never understood why they have the Eka in the middle of winter either in Queensland. <laughs> and, the windi- and it's always the windiest weekend. You get westerly winds. It blows through. Everyone's coughing just, and sneezing on one another. The stench that goes through the RNA grounds. All cows. Yeah. yeah, you've got animals. <laughs> you've got public transport to get in and out. It's like you're asking to. It's a breeding ground. Yeah. It's a human petri, petri dish. dish. Yeah. You've also got people that aren't going in there, like. Yeah, my my partner, for instance, she she works alongside. I guess the you could call him the number one eye surgeon in, in the country. Mm. Uh, I mean, this guy's been knighted by the Queen for what he does. Oh, he Jesus. created a surgery that. Wow. Um, it's not Fred Hollows, is it? No, I'm just no, no. <laughs> this is Professor <laughs> Lawrence Hurst. Is the, oh, there is the you go. Good plug. So Good he, plug. he specializes in uh, pterygiums. So if you that that, that happens over your oh, right. yes, I'm going to pretend yes, like yes. I know what a pterygium <laughs> is. Yeah. I know what a terrarium is. That's probably the closest <laughs> you're going to get me. So he specializes in that, and, and he was saying to to um, to my partner that um, you know people because certain surgeries weren't able to take place, mm. people just won't come into the hospital. Yeah. So even if they were sick or they needed something like. I don't know if they have an infection or whatnot. They were deterred from wanting from going into the Treatment hospital, hospital yeah. because I thought they were going to get sick. Yeah. So home remedies, you know, yeah. no more sticking leeches to yourself. You can go back to the hospital. It's all right. Break yeah, open yeah, the yeah. ginger. Break out. Yeah, that's it. Ginger <laughs> tea. Ginger but tea. it is amazing, right? People yeah. are resourceful. They can find you know modern medicine solutions that you can either take at home or just go fill a script or whatever. Like it just shows. Don't, don't make your own pharmaceuticals. No, don't no, make them at home. No, but, don't uh, try and make your own Panadol in no, a baking I'm, soda. I'm saying recover at home, mate. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of lemon juice, you know, you're an idiot. Don't get it. Go to a chemist. Yeah, yeah. Now what is it? The onion juice. Oh, onion nah. juice. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I'm going to bring an onion in next episode just so you can – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trial this onion oh, juice. Yeah, thing. yeah. Try it. I'm <laughs> sure, see what it does. 
But yeah, no, I, I think the the that that flow on effect of uh, you know people being more conscientious and and the, and the knock on effect of of what that will do. Um, yeah, in, interesting to see how how the, that data plays out, and ultimately that's what um, a lot of the people, especially our policy setters, they they're, mm. they're, they're just saying well, we don't have the data we need yet. Yeah, and, and it's just so so valuable to them to be able to turn around and say. Great. Now we've had that reporting and, and we've got the numbers. Now we can, you know, make some informed decisions. I think it's which hopefully a, they get right, unlike yeah. their budget mm. calculations. <laughs> you know, I listened to the chief medical officer Brennan Brennan Murphy, I believe, is Dr. Brennan Murphy. Yeah. And you know, he said something very similar. He goes, "We simply don't have the data to understand this yet." Yeah. He goes, "And we probably we probably won't have it for a while." Yeah. Exactly. But what it is shining light on is is policy and procedure and structure around this type of thing, and, and I think it's put a lot of countries on show mm. to say. This is hit. What 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 strategic plays have we got here to to you know come at this or to to protect our to protect our citizens? And I think Australia's responded very well. Yeah, like broadly, we, broadly, we, yeah. yeah. We we've done well. We've done very well. My hat goes off to Scott Morrison and his team. But you know that's not political. That's not a political statement in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. It's my own personal opinion. Anyway, but look, ladies and gentlemen, I think we might wrap it up there. Sam, thank you for joining us. Pleasure as always. James, as always, I'll see you next week. Thank you, Sam, mate. I'm going to put all your stuff on our bio again, don't forget. So people are probably going to beat your door down. That's right. Hopefully. Sure. <laughs> of, course they, yeah, of course they will. <laughs> but that's it, guys. Thank you very much for tuning into the market, powered by FinPay and FinPay FX. Everyone have a great weekend. Go out and you know spend some money, stimulate that economy, and have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks.